This is WCNY's The Capitol Press Room, and we're highlighting some of the consumer protection items the governor is championing in 2024. And to do that, we're joined remotely by Chuck Bell, Programs Director for Consumer Reports, a nonprofit organization. Welcome back to the show, Chuck. Thanks so much, David. It's a pleasure to be here. So up first, I want to talk about some language the governor is pushing, which he's billed as uh, strengthening consumer protections against unfair business practices. What is the update to state law that she's advancing here? So she has proposed a strong Consumer Protection Act to amend our general business law. And this is basically a law that protects consumers against uh, deceptive practices. And under the governor's language would also include unfair practices. And what that means is um, this is the basic statute that New York uses both for individuals and regulators to go after practices that harm consumers. And it's similar to the uh, Federal Trade Commission Act, which was promulgated you know, about a century ago, to govern the basic rules of the marketplace. Uh, we have a lot of general business laws that govern things like contracts and employment laws. And this one applies to things that affect consumers. And in New York, it's mostly known because it protects consumers against bait and switch practices or de- deceptive acts and practices. And so these are things when companies misrepresent something actively, like, for example, a couple of years ago, a cable provider said that they would provide broadband speeds that were blazing fast. And the attorney general went to court because it turned out that the company never shipped the modems to the customers that would have enabled them to get the blazing fast speed. So that company was collecting money from thousands of consumers um, and overcharging them for broadband service, and the attorney general was able to get uh, significant refunds uh, for all those consumers. So in New York, it's basically illegal for a company to advertise a product at a certain price and then not have that available when you get to the store. That's bait and switch. So our law is good in that respect, but we do not ban practices that are unfair. So we're one of only about eight states around the country that do not ban practices that harm consumers but are simply unfair that don't involve deception or a misrepresentation. In terms of enforcing the expansion that the governor is proposing, is this something where it would fall on the attorney general's office to police unfair practices or would individual New Yorkers retain a right of private action, essentially the ability to bring a lawsuit if someone they believed was violating this unfair principle? So the core feature of this action is that it protects the individual right to go to court if somebody treats you unfairly. And that's really important because it's a really large economy and consumers engage in all kinds of purchases and transactions all throughout the year. Not everything that you may run across is going to be taken up by the attorney general or the um, Department of Financial Services. So it's really important that individuals also retain rights to go to court and to get their money back and to sanction business that are treating people unfairly. So we applaud the governor's interest in this area. We have been working with a large coalition of advocates called uh, Fair Deal New York over the last four years to try to strengthen the general consumer law in New York State. And that coalition now has about 70 organizations that have endorsed a bill called the Consumer and Small Business Protection Act. And it's sponsored by Senator Comrie and Assemblymember Weinstein. And that bill, we believe, is the gold standard for enhancing and upgrading the consumer protection law. The governor has embraced many of the core principles that are in the Consumer and Small Business Protection Act, but there's a couple that we think are really important that we are going to continue to advocate for as necessary to get into the law to really work as it should. 
well, what are the shortcomings of the governor's language compared to uh, the bill kicking around the legislature? Well, it has a lot of strengths. So she squarely embraced adding unfairness as a prong for the New York law, and that is really significant. So that would be available both to the attorney general and to individual consumers. We have a problem where the New York law um, was passed almost 50 years ago, and um, it's been whittled away in the courts to include this thing called the consumer-oriented standard that it's not enough to just have a, a deceptive, unfair practice that's perpetrated on you. When you go to court, the courts are now requiring that you show that it was a consumer-oriented service that affect consumers at large, and that's a big burden on plaintiffs. So, for example... You know, if if a company engaged in sales practices that were unfair to me personally, it's hard for me to document that they're doing that to many other consumers at the same time. And so we think that that's an unreasonable standard in the current um, way the law is interpreted by the courts. So we want the bill to strictly remove that burden for the plaintiff and give the consumer the ability to more easily get justice by going to the courts. Um, another area would be the ability for consumers to engage in class actions where you have a corporate practice that has harmed, you know, a thousand consumers. And sometimes these are things that um, involve junk fees that were maybe deceptively passed along to the consumer. And it's impractical for a thousand consumers to go to court at once, but, uh, but an attorney can bring a case on behalf of all those consumers and get refunds for them. We think that that's a really um, important protection that New Yorkers should have, and it's protection that many consumers in other states have. So we don't want our consumers to have any less rights in New York than consumers in other states. Well, before we move on, let me reintroduce you for listeners just joining the Capitol Press Room. We're talking about some of the consumer protection measures in the governor's budget, and our guest is Chuck Bell, Programs Director for Consumer Reports. And you, you mentioned the legislation that's already kicking around for a couple of years now at the Capitol, and we've covered that from both perspectives uh, in terms of pro and con. And the anti-movement argues that the unfair practice expansion and including that private right to action is going to result in a lot of frivolous lawsuits, lawsuits that might end up pressuring companies into settlements because to uh, argue out the cases might be more expensive and uh, just the time and money of knocking away uh, frivolous cases will be a burden. So from your perspective, are there any safeguards in the language proposed by the governor which would prevent an onslaught of frivolous lawsuits? Yeah, well, I think we have to go back to the fact that this is already the existing law in 43 other states, including all of the states that border New York, like New Jersey, Massachusetts, uh, Vermont, and so forth. So if there was going to be a blizzard of frivolous litigation, you would be seeing it in these other states, and we're, we're not seeing that. So first of all, I think the claim is sort of trumped up. Consumers have an existing private right of action to go to court for deceptive acts and practices in New York. So this is essentially strengthening a right that New Yorkers um, already have. And courts do have a variety of rules um, and procedures that restrict the ability of anyone to bring a frivolous case. You have to have you know, a valid claim uh, to go to court. And so when they say frivolous, what they mean is they may they may be afraid of lawsuits that are justified, where consumers have more a little bit more power in the marketplace to go after practices that are really harsh and unfair to people, such as unfair debt collection practices or student lo loan services 
servicers, you know, not giving people the right information and steering them to the most expensive repayment option. The consumer needs to have uh, remedies and some tool, a toolkit in those situations to vindicate their rights. Well, I want to pivot to another proposal being advanced by the governor, and this addresses something that New Yorkers have probably seen more and more of lately, which is this opportunity to buy now and pay later. Uh, The governor's looking to get a license to operate for these players. What is the concern here? Uh, So this is a new type of lending that has developed during the pandemic. And essentially, these are short-term loans that you typically get with four payments that you pay off in the course of, of two months, so, so six to eight weeks. And typically with a buy now, pay later payment mechanism, you put 25% down and then you make three other payments and then the item is yours. And when they were first introduced, many of them or most of them had um, 0% interest. So it was a more, more affordable way to finance uh, products and it, good alternative to a credit card for uh, many people. However, it lacks a lot of the protections that go along with uh, credit cards. So for example, your consumer does not have chargeback rights. Uh, if something goes wrong with the purchase, they only are subject to voluntary mediation with the, with the merchant and the lender. So what the state is proposing to do here is to license these companies and make sure that they are licensed lenders and that the Department of Financial uh, Services would be able to examine them and address issues that may be coming up with complaints that consumers have. So we think this is a really positive aspect of the governor's consumer protection agenda, and many groups will be supporting um, this proposed bill. Would the licensing procedure potentially prompt some players who are in this space to exit New York because the practices that they're employing right now wouldn't uh, pass muster with the State Department of Financial Services? I don't think that that would happen because there are a couple other states that currently license them, including California, and they have not left those states. I mean, New York is a really important and profitable market, so I would think that the lenders would have an incentive to comply and to stay here. And licensing is, uh, we have for many other types of financial services, it's not um, such a draconian or onerous requirement for companies to meet. And um, I think that they also kind of owe it to consumers to ensure that they are operating in a fair and transparent way. So we would hope that 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 doesn't happen. But I guess we'll we'll, we'll see where we go with that. I, I think our concern is really in the other direction, that these are plans that have developed through a sort of loophole in the financial system financial laws such as the Truth in Lending Act, and they really have not been subject to a lot of the important consumer protections that we have for other financial products. So this would kind of put them on a par uh, with other types of consumer loans, and that seems to us to be a very reasonable thing to do. In my own day-to-day life, I've seen this buy now, pay later option pop up as something that my credit card company is offering me when I sign on to our app on my phone. So would this mean an additional licensing for, in my case, Chase, or is this something that might already be covered by their license to operate either federally or from the state? Chase is a licensed lender for most of their other products. I I don't know exactly how these regs would affect that particular add-on service that they have. I I think the main focus of this is the companies that are really doing big volumes of buy now, pay later loans like Affirm, Klarna, and PayPal, among others. Mm -hmm. 
So those are the ones that are really mostly unlicensed and sort of where it's sort of a wild west environment. But technically, I guess those chase programs are also uh, could be unregulated because they involve four or less. If they involve four or less payments, then they don't get the same level of scrutiny at the federal level uh, as other types of lending. Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have today. We've been speaking with Chuck Bell. He's the Programs Director for Consumer Reports. Chuck, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Hey, thank you so much, David. Support for the Capitol Press Room provided by the New York State AFL-CIO, a federation of 3,000 unions fighting for working people by keeping New York State union strong. Visit unionstrongny.org for more information.